Hey, all you geeky listeners, this is Eli. I wanted to let you know that our audio quality this week is not up to our normal standards. We had some technical difficulties with all the moving and shaking we have going on over here at 4Geek's Sake. Hopefully I can get all of these ironed out before next week's show. So until then, I apologize for the quality, and I hope you can still enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Emily. Hi, everybody. And co-host... I, I, no, no. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> co-host Eli. No, you shut your Sit mouth. Sit in the hot seat, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, What's yeah. going on? You're a technical director. Nobody's yeah. moved you to co-host. That's true. You just there's no one Stay else. Stay in your can place, write. Eli. No one else can do what I do. That's job yeah. security for my title, at least. <laughs> Stay in your damn lane is what that means. Hey, at least you're not uh, random fill-in guy number three. Okay, <laughs> hey, shut up, number six. Uh, anyway, also, I tried. I tried. Also in the studio today, uh, we have Sir Ivan Wysocki joining us. Greetings, humans. Uh, so we, you may notice, are have swapped out a little bit. Uh, we we are down both producer Dan and co-host Liz. And I know you're all wondering what happened. I can't get into details. Here's what I can tell you. It involves a lot of squirrels, uh, at least one llama, and a shrink ray. So uh, we're all very hopeful that they'll return safely. But it just, I mean, it depends. It's a hero's journey for sure. It is. The Acorn of Destiny is the guy. I've said too much. I've said too much. Is Angela Merkel involved? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so we, we wish them the best of luck and, uh, really hope that they all got their AB shots. And, um, I'm just going to, you know, here's the one thing, the one thing I will tell you all, if you're concerned about them or you're concerned about ending up in a similar situation, because who hasn't, um, here's the deal. Just as simple as this. Don't fuck with the UCF squirrels. Okay. UCF squirrels are some of the most dangerous creatures on the planet. They are not afraid of you. They do not fear you, and they are organized. Well, consider who they have to deal with on a daily basis. They are organized. Yeah. Yeah. But what about those rats? I hear that there's, giant. It's a giant one, right? Yes. Well, patrolling. That's a hero. That's oh, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has. He stands no chance against the squirrels either. I, yeah. Actually, that may be his mortal enemy. Actually, you know what? I'm not saying. Yeah. That producer Dan and co-host Liz are working with Ratman to defeat a squirrel army, but I'm not saying they're not. So. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we got a This Week in B-Rolls uh, this week, and uh, we got a whole bunch of fun for you guys. I'm uh, uh, pretty excited about it. So we're going to we're gonna do the thing where we dive right in. Woo! So, do it. Uh, I think uh, you should know up front that Sir Ivan and I are each uh, about 1.5 whiskeys in. So uh, we'll Cheers see how this goes. Yeah. Mm. Almost yeah. two in. Can I tell you right now, Bur- the, that Bear Gully whiskey was just the best. Should have taken you guys up on your offer. You should have. It was the bee's knees. It was, in fact, the bee's knees. The uh, the section of the bee, <laughs> the knees, right around there, right where his legs bend. That's what this was. Uh, moving on. Yo, dog, hunter proof knees. <laughs> Get these knees. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Where the hell did that saying come from? Anyways. I don't care. First up, uh, Fireball Island, the classic 80s game of you screwing over your friends, is getting. A reboot. Uh, so this Volcano Island. Look, did you guys? So who played Volcano Island? Did you? Fireball Island. Fireball. 
I'm so Fireball sorry. Island. Excuse me, Fireball Island. No damn volcanoes. Uh, well, the volcanoes like where the fireballs come from. I, I, I guess no. it's not technically. No, a volcano. just stop there. Just stop there. Okay. Did you play Fireball Island? I had Fireball Island. Yeah. Uh, did you, Elijah? You didn't. You didn't. I never it. played it. No. no. What about you, Emily? I, I didn't play it, but it looks okay. very intimidating from the, from I the picture. I didn't play it. I just put the marbles in and, and rolled out over it. Yeah. So... I didn't know there was even a game attached to it. <laughs> it was just like, oh, this is cool. Roll marbles over people. Yeah, that's that's actually most of the game. Uh, yeah. You move your character up the little path, and then randomly, uh, based on the cards that you draw, mm-hmm. you put a little marble in the little the curse of Volcar. So you put little Volcar's mouth spits out a marble, and it rolls on random paths down the down the the mountainside. And if your character's there, he gets run over by the fireball. That's that's basically the majority of the game is waiting so you can manage to roll over your your friends with the marbles. That's. Yep. That was the majority of the game. So it's kind of like the marble version of Sorry or something, right? Yeah, Where you just of. screwing over your friends. Like like Sorry meets Mousetrap, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. If I could. Meets, or like Candyland. The board shoots game. And shoots and ladders. A little bit it's like a yeah, 3D shoots and, ladders, shoots and ladders with fireballs. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or the board game version of Escape from the Hidden Temple. Just like the, I'll spend yeah. the whole game running Actually, from a boulder. I believe, boulder. Uh, yeah. I believe uh, Escape from the Hidden Temple is the live-action version of the board game Fireball Island, Curse, the Curse of Volcar. There we go. Okay. Was it the Curse of Volcar in the 80s it also? It was not. No. Was no. it, was it another villain? Island. But Volcar was the name of the mountain yeah. in the 80s. Oh, I see. Evil, evil oh, mountain. so now he's got like a, like a featured now spot he's got a thing. on not, it, he's, right? He's, he's this is the sequel. You know. Oh, I see. So, I see. So this game got funded in one hour on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for some crazy amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, currently, its total has raised $1.3 million. With an M. With an M. Million. Board games tend to do that on Kickstarter. Yeah. They... The average yep. backer has pledged $122. I did the math here. Holy hell. It wasn't hard. It was a very simple division problem. Yeah, but yeah. I did the math here successfully. Actually, can I be honest? I did the math wrong the first time. And uh, each person had donated point zero zero eight, and I thought that doesn't sound right. Wait, 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 what? So I had to do it again, and then got the hundred. I could have done that like five times. <laughs> I could have backed that. Yeah. Uh, so one hundred twenty-two dollars is the average backer. It's unlocked all. It hasn't even unlocked all the stretch goals. These guys have now got their. They have uh, stretch goals up through one point five million. It has twenty-six days to go as of recording. So twenty-four Shoot. days on the episode. Okay, drops. so we're definitely getting this game. Yes. Okay. And they're saying that it'll ship by November, and I'm like. I don't think maybe that was gonna happen before y'all made. Maybe they were ready to make 1.3 million. I don't know, but that's a lot of. So is that I, how much money it costs to make a board game? Am I, one point no, it costs less than 1.3 million. That's just how much not like have. one single board game. Right. I meant like yeah. to mass produce it. Now, their goal was, I think, a hundred something thousand. Is this like an indie board game company then? Uh, um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. I think they All got right. the rights. They're working with somebody else, and so. So yeah, one point three million. If you want to get a hold of it, you can check out Fireball Island, the Curse of Volcar, yeah, hyphenated. Uh, and now there's an expansion yeah. that's going with it. The yeah. whole deal. Yeah, I saw a little playthrough of it. They had some online. It looked awesome. It looked pretty good. Looked, yeah, man. That did I, I don't know how the replayability is going to stack up, but at least once regular would be a great time, and then once yeah. drunk would be a great time. Ooh, I was, just, I was just thinking that. Yeah, just and the, then I think every you, time you get rolled over by a fireball, you drink, you finish your drink. There was little snakes. Yeah. I saw little snakes. Like you had smaller little balls, but I guess they're supposed to be snakes theme wise. You'd flick them and hit each other. It looks pretty fun. Yeah, there's a there's a there's That's a, a whole, new element. I mean, it, the, the big piece here is just managing to screw over your friends. 
Yeah. So really, the fun part is going to be getting that one friend who's going to take Fireball Island way too seriously. Yeah. And just just watching them just get furious as a tiny marble rolls over their tiny plastic piece. You all have them, that one watch, friend. <laughs> seriously, and watch him react as if a giant boulder had actually rolled him over personally. Or a fireball, excuse me. Fireball. Excuse fireball. Me. My mistake. Uh, and other news. <laughs> we, have, we have a combo AI take over the world thing. Listen. We welcome that, right? Listen, we welcome the robot overlords. Okay. However... We say that, and we genuinely mean it here at For Geek's Sake, uh, except for Liz, who will be sold for motor oil. Uh, but there are people who appear to be hastening it. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to wait for the singularity to take over. The singularity, of course, being the part where the artificial intelligence becomes just, you know, sentient, and then starts to ask itself why that would have to listen to these little meat sacks. And then that's how we get the Terminator movies. Uh, but there's a couple people who seem to be rushing it. So we're going to talk about two of them. First, uh, I'm going to call it's K-A-I-S-T, which is an acronym. I'm going to call them KAIST. Yeah. That, that, does, that doesn't sound nefarious. <laughs> it does sound... <laughs> right? I was going to call them KIST, yeah. but... No, 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 no. Look, these the guys... KAIST! The, the theme for both quick, of these... A lot of emphasis. KAIST! 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh. So they're Korean, aren't they? Yeah, not German. Uh, you may sound very German there. Well, Japanese speak... Very also very different language, <laughs> completely different people. So, same emphasis. No, not at all. Hi. No, that's Cha. I, I <laughs> that's, that uh, that I'm gonna stop now. Yeah, I'm just gonna stop yeah. now. Okay. Get you back out of there, Whitey. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it is a, a South. It's a university in South Korea. K I I S D. We're gonna call it KAIST. And um, so what happened here is they actually won uh, uh, the, the the DARPA, which is a despite a ridiculous name. Uh, an award for uh, a groundbreaking work in the field of artificial, artificial intelligence. So these top researchers uh, are now calling for a boycott of KAIST uh, after it opened up a, a lab with a defense firm called Hanhua Systems. Now, Hanhua Systems sounds evil. Cyberine. It just does. Cyberine. But it gets worse. Um, this is not just like a handful of people. We had 50 researchers from 30 countries that signed on. Holy crap. To say that we should boycott KAIST. And uh, um, I'm going to read uh, a part of their statement. Uh, they're saying here, uh, their partnership with the weapons company Hanhua raises ethical concerns and has the potential to, and this is a direct quote, permit war to be fought faster and at a scale great than ever before. They have the potential to be weapons of terror. Uh, now, you may be thinking that's awfully unkind to say of Hanwha. What have they ever done? Well, here's what Hanwha's done recently. <laughs> they still make cluster bombs. Now, cluster bombs have been banned in 108 countries, but they you can still get them thanks to Hanwha. Not in America. No, actually. The people who did not sign that would join the 108 countries say that cluster bombs are a bad idea uh, include us and then um, – this is not a great company – China, Russia, India, Pakistan, Israel, and Brazil. <laughs> and who's fighting in Syria right now? So <laughs> – what cluster bombs are, by the way, cluster bombs are uh, when the bomb explodes and then over a much larger area, a bunch of tiny bombs mm -hmm. all go out and then all of those explode. And it was determined that those tiny bombs uh, tend to land on places where people live, not like soldiers, but like just people. And so it was causing a lot of well, uh, collateral damage. Maybe they're trying to make them smart cluster bombs so they won't land on innocent people. Fun fact, that is what the United States said <laughs> why they didn't sign the... Uh, yeah, same yeah. deal to not use cluster bombs anymore. They said we're developing smart cluster bombs. 
I don't feel better about that, but sure. Uh, it's where they like tape an iPod to the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's smart little, now. Little, little drones. Yeah. Little drones with like a little little munitions uh, package attached to it. Yeah. Well, so then uh, you know who else is not helping things is Hanwha. I'm going to read you their statement. Uh, first, they had to say, I would like to reaffirm that KAIST does not have any intention to engage in development of lethal autonomous weapon systems or and killer robots, said President Sung Chul Shin in a statement. And then later he said, I reaffirm once again that KAIST will not conduct any research activities counter to human dignity, including autonomous weapons lacking meaningful human controls. I have to say that if you have to release a statement in which you say the term killer robots, you're probably said, not doing so well. Wait, you want to you hear the best part? Yeah, yeah. Here comes, here comes the best part. Uh, the university also deleted an announcement from February about the partnership that boasted of the, and I'm quoting them here, AI-based command and decision systems and the AI-based smart object, object tracking and recognition technology that they would be developing. So oh, no. in February, they came out and said, we're going to make killer robots. And then they said, they deleted that and said, I'm just kidding. We're not going to make killer robots. Seriously, guys, I promise we're not going to make killer robots. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right, right. But <laughs> 50 researchers from 30 countries seem to feel differently. I don't feel great about that. And yeah, I again, if you have to defend yourself by saying that, oh, no, no killer robots. Like if you have to use the words killer robot, you're right. It's 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 no good. Like to no. be in a position where you have to use those words. No yep. good. Yep. No good can come from everybody those words. knew what they were thinking and yeah. they knew what everybody else was thinking. So well, like, we, we got to spell it out. We're not we're not going to make killer robots, guys. I autonomous promise. vehicular manslaughter device or something, <laughs> you know, whatever. No, they're killer robots. I don't know if you, it doesn't matter how you wrap it up. It, like cluster bombs or or autonomous decision making, you know, killer command. Robots. It's all robots yeah it's well, all yeah. killer robots and these uh the darpa winners aren't they they typically like college groups yep. and very small you know enterprise type things yeah, yeah, and they, and they get two million dollars yeah. so i like the idea of like these college kids like they win the darpa award the first thing they think is like <laughs> defense contract <laughs> well who's got go, the money go where the money who's is oh yeah, yeah. If, you, if you want the most stable money on the planet defense contract would probably be it so speaking of which Let's talk about the other half of this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over 300 Google workers have signed a petition, a public statement, uh, wanting to Google to seize participation in a Pentagon project called Project Maven. Let's stop right there. <laughs> project Maven. Like, does that not sound nefarious as hell? They're around a board table. And, you know, the the head guy is like, I'm gonna name it Project Raven. And all his, all his minions, you know, they're all like, that's too, 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 uh, too aggressive, too evil. Let's, how about Maven? It's like Grandma Lee or something, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Project Maven. Like, I was going to say, what did they throw out? Like Project Earl, Project <laughs> Mabel? <laughs> Project Maven just sounds, it actually means, I looked it up, Maven means a connoisseur or an expert. So That's the definition. Wow. Well, that's, but does Project work. Maven sounds like the root cause of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> very much yeah, so. That's, that's very 28 days later. Right? That's very 28 sounds, days later. It's very close Th- to That's Project where the disease Mayhem. comes. Right, it's just, it does mm-hmm. not Anyway, so what Project Maven does uh, is that uh, it is an AI, AI surveillance tool to interpret video imagery, likely in order to improve the targeting of drone strikes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 300 Google employees signed the, signed the letter, open letter, and went out spoke up at the company thing, basically said, 
Um, number one, Project Maven sounds evil. I don't even know if they said that, but they should have. Uh, but they actually cited the company motto, which was "Don't be evil." Which mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. they sign up for Project Maven, I don't care what Project Maven is. It's evil. <laughs> yeah. If Project Maven was to deliver like houses and food to people that needed houses and food, I guarantee you the houses would collapse and the food would turn them into zombies. Like it just <laughs> it can't help but be evil. Uh, so or or to be a uh, you know ready to do that at a button's push, right? Right. Like I uh, have these uh, these poor people ever get rich form a military and come after us we have the big red button they're gonna sleeper yeah. cell they're all now sleeper <laughs> agents the second they accepted the um, sleeper agent but isn't that, is, isn't that just just part of the problem with bombs right is getting it to the right place even if you get it into the right place depending on how big the explosion is you're still going like yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're only addressing like part a well, well they're right. giving there's the, definitely a part b like and that's the maven part. On people who yeah. aren't terrorists but they're right. giving the bombs facial recognition now so i mean <laughs> right you know what? Maybe maybe they're developing very very small bombs that just go pow and just kill one person. I don't know. like bullets. Uh, maybe maybe they're bullets. <laughs> maybe they're developing bombs that once it explodes, there's a bunch of little bombs that then go find the. Oh, are we back on no, cluster we're back, bombs? We're back, cluster bombs. we're back at cluster bombs again. Okay. Uh, now Google once again not helping itself at all. Uh, said the technology it's developing is quote unquote non-offensive, while former chief executive Eric Schmidt who sits on the board of the Google parent company as well as the Pentagon advisory board. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's like, not... No double dipping there. Nope. Like, so that, that is... This is... This is, like... If Agents of... I think, I'm pretty sure Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm pretty sure they fought this guy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right, hang on. I'm almost positive <laughs> that this, he was a bad guy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This right. is a supervillain. Yeah, let, right. let me let me do that. And he's er, got the money for What was his name? Eric what? Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt. All right. Eric Schmidt. Gentlemen... Yes, we are creating this uh, facial recognition software that is going to help, um, uh, you know, better improve the uh, guidance systems of computer cameras. We in no way will be using this for nefarious purposes. You know, you cut scene to him at the, uh, you know, the Pentagon meeting and he's like, gentlemen, um, yes, we're, we, murder we, we're murdering everybody <laughs> with this advanced software that we have. But only the bad people. But you know, only but you, the bad you know yeah. who is very fortunate though? Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming assuming that Eric Schmidt's cat has got to be just really comfortable. <laughs> just always getting pet very gently, you know, getting fed little bits of meat in front of his enemies. Uh, also, but his quote here is, uh, claimed in November the military would use artificial intelligence like Project Maven 2, and I'm quoting, to help keep the country safe. Which is exactly what you say when you're about to go murder a lot of people. But think about the children now. Yeah, though they'll get murdered too. Uh, so I'm not and, and keep them safe. I'm not making statements about whether or not um, <laughs> uh, uh, defense and how the military should do its job. Not making comments about that. I'm just telling you that both of those, on their face, just sound like, like I mean, like Gundam Wing. When they struggle, you know, in the anime Gundam Wing, <laughs> this is what they're struggling against. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like every single bad anime struggles against just an obviously evil corporate government conglomerate that looks exactly like this. Like, he's not in the military, but he wears a uniform that buttons all the way up. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and just, I mean, the guy, I guarantee you, Eric Schmidt, he's got like, a, he's got some form of elaborate trap that he was going to put a superhero in. Let's uh, uh send some of our listeners after Eric. Don't, don't go after Eric Schmidt, but you know, maybe <laughs> find you, us. You will die. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah. You're not prepared to take uh, on Eric Schmidt or his army of minions and his volcano base. Yeah, we have not prepared. And Maven. At Project Maven. Yeah. 
We have not trained you guys or brainwashed you properly enough yet. So just <laughs> if you find any information on Eric Schmidt, you know, floating around the interwebs, you know, throw it up on the Facebook page for us. Let's Do it at see, your own uh, risk. I'm not getting a part of this. Don't you drag me into this. <laughs> I'm not. I was forced here. <laughs> yeah, so that's Project Maven and uh, Keist, which will both be developing flowers for old ladies, I'm mm-hmm. certain. Yeah. <sighs> Zombie flowers. Speaking of international intergalactic war. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. a new trailer for solo drops. Nice. You like that sound? I like. I do. Thank you. Appreciate that. That deserves some more whiskey. A trailer long enough to be like all the highlights of the actual movie, though. It was like three minutes long. Probably. Look, if a two-hour movie's only got three minutes of highlights, there's a problem. Um. Hmm. So this trailer was different than previous trailers because we got a plot, uh, which I thought was a bold move for them. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's it's like a heist movie, but. Which makes sense. As Star Wars and Chewie's a beast. It's great. Bald move, Cotton. Gave Bald this one a plot. <laughs> well, and I think so. So are they? So I think they're borrowing a little bit from Marvel's playbook here. You know, it was Marvel. Marvel, as, as the MCU has rolled out, they've started to realize that they can't just make a bunch of superhero movies. So they make a heist movie with a superhero. And they make a, a, a spy thriller with a superhero. We talked about this repeatedly. Yeah. And so now Star Wars is looking around going, you know, that might not be a terrible idea. But it's, you mean Disney? It's not Still, too right. much yeah. of a stretch, though. It's it's Han Solo. We yeah, know exactly. he's a smuggler. We know he's a scoundrel and a rogue and, and all these other things. So to be able to see him in his prime. Well, as long as they don't do the thing that a lot of um, prequels do is go back and sort of like paint the uh, hero in a better light. Yeah. Which happens. Mm. Like, hopefully that doesn't happen to Han because that's part of his charm. Like he's... Well, well, he's not he's a, a bad person. No, no, he's but not, he's, he's not doing. He's but he's super selfish. Nefa- yeah, he's yeah. not doing nefarious things. Though. Yeah, but he's like, not a good know, person. Oh, I'll run this shipment here. I get paid. You right. know, nobody gets hurt. You know that kind of thing. He's not gonna be like, oh, we're gonna go waste this town and 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 pillage and. No, 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 you know, no. I don't think he's no. He's not leveling a town. No, no. no. But you know, like, th- this actually was interesting because this was part of the whole controversy with the Han shot first thing. The reason that Han shot first, by the way, we're referring there. Han shot. Uh, right, thank you. Han uh, in the Most Likely Cantina, when we first meet Han Solo in, in Episode 4, uh, he's having a conversation with a green alien named Greedo. And uh, Greedo tells him that he's going to take him in to because there's a bounty on his head. Yep. yep. And so in the original theatrical release, Han, before Greedo could do anything else, shoots Greedo dead right there at the table. As you do. Uh, uh, once he determines that Luke, that, that that's what Greedo's going to do. Uh, because Greedo said that's what he was going to do. Like, he wasn't, like, inferring a whole lot here. Greedo said, I'm going to take you to Jabba the Hutt. There's nothing you could do. Oh, God, I'm dead. You shot me. I'm dead. Ow, I'm dead. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. The, the, uh, uh, in later releases, when George Lucas wanted to go back and fix that, George Lucas said, no, actually what happened was Greedo shot, and then Han killed him in self-defense, making Han look like a better guy than him just murdering this guy because he was going to do whatever. But for those of us that loved Han Solo, all of us were like, no, 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 no. That's what Han does. Because let's be clear here. If you came to me, looked me in the eye and said, I'm going to take you to a person who's going to murder and torture you. If I have the ability to stop you from doing that, I'm going to stop you from doing that. I'm not going to wait for you to whatever. Yeah, I don't see why it needed to be. I'm, I'm on the camp. Like, I don't see why it needed to be corrected. Right. It, it really did. It did. He, it, he was a bounty hunter. He had a bounty on it. You know, Han had a bounty on his head. He was like you said, he had to get taken in. And he's like, no, no, no. You were stupid enough to sit down across the table from Han Solo and announce your intentions. And then you got your gut blasted out. Anyway, uh, so in this movie, though, 
We're going back before all of that. We're seeing how Han got to be Han. And uh, we get to introduce um, uh, Chewie. And uh, Chewie's a badass. He, okay. He straight up Zangief, that motherfucker. He straight up slammed some dude on his noggin. Did you see the neck, his head too? Like, the head goes sideways. Slam some dude on his noggin, like, American X style. Like, like if Edward Norton could have picked up a dude and slammed him (laughs) on his head. But Edward Norton is very tiny. Uh, Yeah, no, Chewie is a beast. Which is about time. And, and... You're never going to see Chewie do that. If I'm not mistaken, do we see another Wookiee in there, too? Yes, we do. There's Mm -hmm. one, there's just one hanging out in there. Well, I mean, Just Chewie's have got, a moment. Yeah, Chewie has a moment. He's he's, he's got a moment. I mean, you don't really see a lot of Chewy moments. And you they know. give up his age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is surprising. Yeah, about time. You know, well, he's he's old man. I mean, look, I think I mean I don't know that I don't know that we could make a Chewy standalone movie. Mm. But uh, his, a lot of uh, a lot of will be a, yeah, weak, a, right? a lot of technical dialogue there. <laughs> I don't Cap- know if that works. Captured the whole time. <laughs> it could just be it, it could just be like the silent episode of Buffy, right? Ooh. Like where it's just. That was just, one of the best episodes. Was that the best episode of Buffy? Yeah, well, I mean, it's all critically acclaimed, and and Joss Whedon is great because he was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> it's critically acclaimed because there's no dialogue? No, here's what happened. The story, the story about it, this episode. It's a true story. The, uh, uh, Joss Whedon was known at the time, especially for his dialogue and his quippy characters. Sure. He's still known yeah. a lot for his whole quippy characters thing. And so there was some people that were saying that the only reason that he's any good, only reason he can't really tell a good story, he can just write decent dialogue and that's it. And so as a giant middle finger to them, he did an episode of Buffy in which no one speaks for the entire episode. Wow. And it is one of the most compelling, emotional, brilliant episodes of television I've ever watched. And it won, you know... All of the awards. All of the awards. They just throw him at his face for a while. (laughs) They were better. Uh, Yeah, I think that... I don't know... I kind of want to see that now. Buffy was a... Buffy actually holds up. Is it still on Netflix? I think so. The effects don't. Let's be very clear here. Oh no, no. The effects are like yeah. watching like <laughs> not even like 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 Eccleston's run of Doctor Who. Like going back to like the last like eighties version, seventies, eighties versions of Doctor Who. Like there's some oh, terrible oh, effects. Like cardboard sets. I mean it's a little rough at spots. It's like a nineties Power Ranger movie. Oh gosh. It, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they get better as the seasons go you on. You see the hand puppets and <laughs> Yeah, just about. You can see strings and you see some guy anyway. Um wow. but this okay, but back to solo here. Uh, the most important part for me though is still Donald Glover. Oh, he's Bay. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time to educate Al again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just I here to, to bring down, you. I had to break down Hanshot first. I'm gonna need you to break down Bay. So when you say the word Bay, it's kind of like calling him baby or like your boyfriend or like you know someone. I thought it was referring to like Tampa Bay. No, B E A. B E A. Yeah. So no, it's pronounced B-A. Bay. Bay. That's not how you would pronounce. That, that would be like a B. No, it's, it's B A. Is it? Is it? It's if it's B E A, it's B B or B B. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know Arthur exactly. Yeah. B A E. She's quoting current. She's quoting currently like lingo, and I'm like B Arthur. What up? I saw an episode of Murder She Wrote one time. I was in Miami last month, and I believe I saw it on Fifth and Seventeenth. Next to the dumpster, and it was obviously spray painted on the concrete. It was B A E. B A E. Yeah, and they like to use four different colors for only three letters. B A E. I thought it was like an acronym. (laughs) Is it like an acronym for something? B A E. A person's boyfriend or girlfriend often is a form of address. I'm going to see my 
Bay. 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 Luckily, they have. Thank, thank you. I want to thank Google real quick for providing the, <laughs> the phonetic, phonetic pronunciation here because I'm confused. Thank you, Urban Dictionary. All right, Bay. <laughs> Bay. Bay. So he is your Bay. He is Bay. And is I'll... similar to Boo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say similar. Version. Boo was around when I was still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. I don't want to say hip because that is not accurate. <laughs> I was never hip. Uh, but when I was aware of the words that people used. Yeah, I, I, I would oh, say the bay is kind of like boo. Yes. All right. Yeah. You um, could do, I, listen, I would also be a bay. My bay? I don't know. No, you I'd wouldn't be. I mean, Lando. yeah, see. <laughs> and Donald Glover. Yeah, well, see, then he's your bay. Okay. Does he? Is he aware of this? Does he need to acknowledge us in any way? Nope. Okay. All right. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, because it's all up here, right? It's all, right it's all in the noggin. In the, in the noggin. Okay. It's all in the noggin. Got it. Uh, He's your spirit animal. But, uh, but everything Donald Glover does just turns to gold. I mean, everything, you... his rap career, his stand-up career, TV, movies, uh, just. In the last trailer, you see the part where him and his droid both do like, they like, and they're in sync, they do the thing where they like, they start the ship and they both like snap and then move the lever. To... Yeah. Uh, that was pretty just... cool. So smooth. I like it. it. I like it. Listen. And it's there's I I could do that I could do it at the same time with anything with literally anything <laughs> up to and including Donald Glover and I would look like an idiot every single time I did it, but he made it look he made moving a lever look cooler than literally anything I've ever done. Yeah. And he's got just enough like condescension to make sure that you know that he's the coolest person in that movie. He doesn't need the condescension. We were all aware of this. <laughs> we, yeah, we knew this going into it. Uh, also in the movie, I guess his droid the... might upstage him though. What's that? His droid might. Upstage his droid's him getting bit. close. His droid was pretty freaking cool. Uh, Khaleesi's in this as well. Yeah. Um, which is which will be cool, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Woody Harrelson is in the movie playing Woody Harrelson, um, <laughs> as in all of his feature right. films. Always. He's going to be a grimy, slightly sleazy criminal with a heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, but only at the very, very end, so and not like, like a heart of gold, more like a heart of like 24 karat plated gold. I was going to say more like brushed gold. Yeah, yeah, like, like a painted on gold, like or like that bit. gold foil you put on ice cream, or Ooh, you know what I mean? Gold. Gold. Actually, it's the same gold in Goldschlager. That's what they use. That's, yep. that's <laughs> what they use. That there. is Woody Harrelson. That is actually, I think Woody Harrelson. If Woody Harrelson were a liquor, he'd be Goldschlager. The, the flakes in the bottom of the Goldschlager. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's his heart. The rest of it isn't being schnapps. Uh, that, that's his. That, that's his Twitter sign off. You can find me at the bottle of any Goldschlager. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of any bottle. Um, and then uh. uh Han Solo's in it, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name here? What's his name? Aldrich. Aldrich. Uh, uh, Aldrin. Uh, something very German. Alden. Yeah. Like Alden. Uh, Alden Unruh. Er- Ehrlich. Who cares? Something like that. The point is, we he... lost a trivia match because of that stupid question. What? What's Alden, it? Alden Ehrlich or something like that. And you still would lose it now. We lost. It. You lost. You still are losing right I now. I lost Star Wars trivia because of that. You should be ashamed of yourself. I am. Yeah, man. I'm here. No, not yet. We need you for at least another story or two. Okay, I'm back. Uh, but then you can go. Right. Uh, so he's here too, showing a little bit of charm. Um, I don't think he he is going to be the least interesting part of this movie. He's not Harrison Ford. Do you think this is a heist slash coming of age story, or do we think he's already come of age? I think I think no. I think the age is still coming. Yeah. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna posit this at a long timeline, this is like I don't think the age has arrived yet. Spider Man Homecoming. Well, there's okay. this. Well, here's how you can tell. Uh, because there's this line that Woody Harrelson, I don't even, I don't even care what his actual character's name is. And when we do the it, review, it never of matters. This, I'm going to refer to him as Woody Harrelson. Um, <laughs> Woody Harrelson has this line. He says, "If you do this, there's no going back, or whatever that that line. Like there's, yeah, you're, there's no. This is the point of no return line, which is ob- obviously necessary. 
uh, in both heist movies and coming of age movies. So that what makes me think. Well, and per the trailer, they make it sort of seem like he's some kind of goody goody, you know, wannabe military type guy mm-hmm. at the beginning of the trailer. So you get the, you get this idea that he's some like, yeah, just straight edge, narrow kid that is going to fall into the wrong crowd very quickly. Well, that was his background. He actually went to the military academy. He went to the Imperial Academy. Right. That's what the the uh, the blood stripe on his pants represents. You know what? Saddle up. Get back to Star Wars trivia because you're going to win the next one, Mr. As Ivan. Thank you. I remember, appreciate that. But you, not if he can't tell me what this asshole's name is. Alden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to look it up for you yeah. while we sit here and do this. Yeah, you pronounce perfect. it. Anyways. Um, I'll pronounce it terribly. I also, it up? I also yeah. like how, at least in the trailer, it's hard to tell, but um, doesn't have a lot of dialogue. He seems to be one of the quieter characters. I have a feeling well, that they don't, they don't want to give it away in the trailer. You know, you don't want to you well, divulge too much. Han is kind of just a bunch of one-liners throughout all the Star Wars, so I would great. love yeah. if they could give him a whole movie where he just sort of ends up doing like 20 one-liners and that's his whole dialogue. That'd be fantastic. So it's like a James Bond movie. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. James Bond heisty movie? Yeah, you say it. Alden, Alden Ehrenreich. Aren't, yeah. Did I do it? Ehrenreich! Sounds good. Alden Ehrenreich! He's an American actor. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna guess there's some German in him somewhere. He, he was awesome, actually. In, uh, I don't need the Hail 23 Caesar. and me. I'm about, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. There's some German in there. Mm-hmm. It could be like Dutch. Oh, I watched no, another one of his movies Hail that Caesar. I didn't realize. No, uh, no, I'm not nearly that cool. Uh, <laughs> I want to watch Hail Caesar, but I don't want to watch Hail Caesar. I want to have watched. <laughs> that's that's one of those things. Hail, yeah, he's he's the redeeming quality of Hail Caesar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it Clooney in that? Yes, he was. Barely. Ooh. Barely. Oh, okay. So, so what did you see him in? So there was a uh, a couple of movies based off a book called Beautiful Creatures. Um, that is where uh, former co-host Danny B. Danny Bates. Mm-hmm. That's where she saw him too. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was good in it. I mean, the story itself leaves something to be desired because it's all that like <laughs> YA nonsense. Uh, but, Twilight. But it was excellent. Was that the books that she was talking up? Like she was trying to recommend? I, was, I don't know. She, she was recommending a lot of books. I can't okay. keep up at all. all right. But they're all like Twilight-esque. So. Yeah. A bunch of YA stuff, which is yeah. not bad. I mean, do what you yeah. do. I'm not, like I'm not Star, Wars, Star Wars even had a couple of YA books. That were good books. So, so, I, I figure if people are reading in general, that's probably a good... That is a step in the right it's direction. It's a step. <laughs> yeah. Read the trashiest <laughs> romance novels you want. Uh, still reading. Words in front of your eyes are a good thing. That's right. That so to get back to Solo... um. You know, getting kind of excited for it now. Yeah, you like didn't care before, and now like still don't care. But it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I will consider watching it now. I'm more I, excited because of that trailer, definitely. Yeah, I, I care a yeah. whole bunch, and uh, I'm very because I mean, Han Solo is my second favorite character in the entire Star Wars universe. Yeah, but Lando Calrissian is my favorite character in the entire Star Wars universe. So, yes, and it looks like this movie, this movie also felt like it likes Donald Glover a little, uh, Lando a little more than Han. Yeah. So yeah. I'm great with that. That's fine. That's I. I think I think this movie is going to be fine. I have a feeling one of the things you know because we we talked about this before. There were the brothers that were directing it, and then they got kicked out, and they brought in Ron Howard. And I think one of the things that Ron Howard may have done is just shoved Han to the back of the story. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll see this happen. This is actually a, yeah. a, a, a a storytelling device in which the main and, and this happens actually a lot where you'll see the main character will be among the more bland characters. And the supporting cast are there. And the reason they do this from a storytelling standpoint is because you, it, it helps. It can, it can help put the 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 watcher, listener, viewer, reader into the story because they can feel like, like nobody sitting in that theater thinks that they're Donald Glover. Now I'm taking it back. 
there's a handful of yeah, assholes yeah, yeah. who think they're Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. Unless they are literally Donald Glover, they are not Donald Glover. Um, and if so, hit me up. What up? Me too. She's prettier. <laughs> I'm easier. Is that weird? All right. Uh, but by giving yourself a bland main character, yeah. um, then you know, it's easier for you to insert yourself in the story. And then this is why this is why they, they always have the crazy sidekick. Uh, they don't typically have the crazy lead, you know. There's exceptions like Deadpool, but for the most part, think about any rom-com, which, which is where you see it the best. Yeah. In the rom-com, the actual two, the male and female that are that are the main that are going to fall in love, are always pretty generic. Like they're maybe assholes or something, but they're pretty generic people. But then they've always got the wacky, crazy friend. That's the why they I do mean, that. This device. That was like one of our biggest takeaways from the uh, Black Panther movie review. Was like, like I was going to say yeah. the same thing. I was going to say Black Panther, same yeah. thing. You know, yeah. Black Panther was. One of the weaker characters, right. but his supporting cast was phenomenal. Was phenomenal, because you might convince yourself that you could be like Black Panther. You cannot, <laughs> but you will be Black Panther before you're Donald Glover. There's that. There's that. You will literally rule the country of Wakanda and have a stash of vibranium before you make Donald Glover. Uh, but there are some uh, um, some interestingly signed Black Panther comic books out there somewhere, Ooh. probably. Well, 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 he yep. saw my segue and just was like, yeah. like, he just put me down, yeah. man. Like, well, that was, yeah. I'd like to preface this story with you. Yeah, actually, both of the this story and the next story <laughs> are two <laughs> yeah. of the most uncomfortable stories we've ever covered on Geek for Geek's sake. And I want to apologize. I'm still trying to figure out after reading the article. I'm like, okay, so what's actually did blah. what? All right, so, so here's what happened. Clear it up. This is gross. Let's just get really clear about that. Here's what was ha- here's what happened, and I'm just gonna go through the facts of this before. I give any color commentary at all. Uh, Stan Lee's personal nurse drew a, a, a several vials. I believe it's five vials of blood uh, with uh, a, a, on an order, hospital orders that are almost certainly forged. Those vials of blood were then given to a company who mixes the blood in, in, with an ink and makes a DNA-infused ink. No, no. Yeah, fuck. Stop. I, I, I have to get through this piece before I throw up. Uh, then what happened was those stamps were made stamps were made from that DNA-infused ink with the blood of Stan Lee was put onto comics, including Rise of the Black Panther, number one, and uh, The Mighty Thor, uh, one of the ones featuring uh, Jane, Dr. Oh, what's her name? Natalie Portman. Flufflebottom. She's really, really... That's a shame because she's actually really, really cool. The female Thor that yeah. we talked about before, Jane Foster. There we go. Uh, Dr. Jane Foster, when she became Thor for a while and she had Thor's hammer, uh, there was a stamp that was put on those with his blood ink. And then they were sold for lots of money. Now, the official statement is that Stanley donated the blood in the wake of the tragedy uh, in Vegas with a shooter there who killed so many horrific people. So horrific story. And there was a big call for donation of blood, as there are after these things. And Stanley donated the blood, and yada, yada, yada. That, however, doesn't have any um, evidence. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, so it is, it's a problem. And so here's the bigger problem with this overall. We don't do tabloid here. That's not a thing that I've ever wanted to cover. Never wanted to be a part of, for geek's sake. Uh, but... I'm having to make kind of a tiny adjustment here um, because the stuff with Stan Lee is just freaking heartbreaking. You understand, this guy's 95 years old. And uh, he was married to this incredible woman named Joan. And Joan ran a tight ship. 
uh, and she was a final say in all things household. And then she she died after they had been married for a very very long time. And as happens here, you have a rich old man, and you have a bunch of sharks that are circling because they smell blood in the water. And um, the details of it, I don't know what's true and what's not. That's not my job. It's not my family. Uh, the man's got enough stuff without me trying to drag his personal shit through the mud here. Uh, other than to just tell you that it's sad uh, and it's disgusting. And um, also, more importantly, who the fuck wants blood-infused ink? I just and, – and is it like a – like a stamp, like one of those stamps where you stamp it and then it like turns up into the inside so that it gets re-inked and then stamps back down. Or is it like a pad of ink? Like an embossed? You... you think like an embossed yeah. deal or a... Or is it like a pad of ink and and why why ew why? why? Like I like I understand fandoms. I fell into sure. one pretty hard very quickly. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> Just very quickly. But I would never want the blood of like david tennant or someone no i just like it just and and not while they're alive right like if they've been dead a couple years then it gets a little more interesting i still don't think i want their dna yeah no you don't you don't well you don't want their dna but the the story of it gets more interesting after they've passed but dude's still alive and four vials of blood's got to be like yeah (laughs) he's not making that back anytime yeah five (laughs) vials of blood's got to be like you know 10% 10% of his total volume there. I just, yeah, it's it's gross. It is gross. And I just don't, I mean, you're like, how does that look? Like, oh, actually, you see that stamp there? That's got Stanley's, even if you skip the word blood and you went with DNA, the next question has to be, from whoever you're bragging to, has to be, what do you mean his DNA? Yeah. Because that DNA had to come from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's in a mosquito in amber. I just right now. If we were cloning Stanley, <laughs> now I'm back in. Yeah, you know, get DARPA or Google or one of these. You know, tell them, hey, how about you stop making killer robots and start, you know, like working on cloning awesome people. Uh, now I'm back in. But like DNA from where? Because there's no good answer to that. No. Like just have him lick a couple of stamps or something. Like I, I like, don't. Like I don't know. Like like if he says the like stamp was licked by Stan Lee. Like that's still like the, DNA. The, the the top the top corner of the comic book is just like sort of crumpled and like brittle because Stanley just licks the corners like <laughs> the, the whole comic. Or like get Actually, a, you know what uh, that is probably the best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Or like get a napkin that he like wiped his mouth on or something from lunch, but don't take the poor well, man's. So like, yeah. what, what I'm gathering from essence? this, so like his life essence. The other thing is, there's a there's a company doing this like actively. Yeah. And they yeah. they don't care about what means because the money. DNA. Yeah. Evil. Like, people pay for it. That's did why. Did we become? Did, I didn't mean for this episode to be about evil corporations. Yeah, uh, you kind of. It just kind of happened that way. Yeah. This is just yeah, just oh poor Stan. God Almighty, it's weird and gross, and, and I'm. I'm going to put this out there. I am not impressed with your DNA-infused anything. Well, hopefully he can, you know, maybe make something happen and get some of that money and donate it to charity or, or do something that lines. I have no – I didn't I didn't hear – see any well, information on legal action on the uh, article. but It's not because – and that gets into the bunch of the other tabloid yeah. shit, which I, which I won't yeah. get into. Exactly. But I will tell you that a lot of it came from through a for-profit charity. Yeah, when you Here's have the words for-profit charity – again, yeah. evil robot uh, or on. killer robot – for-profit charity. You know the exception? Uh, How does it even work? 
Mark, Z- uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who I know isn't exactly like a really popular name here. Yeah. And uh, his wife, Julie Chen. Yeah. Julie like, Chen. Something like that. Uh, the two of them started a for-profit charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do a bunch of research on a bunch of like fighting a bunch of medical stuff, uh, diseases and things like that. Um, so maybe I mean, it, me, but for-profit charity charity definitely isn't in, like yeah. You're not you're not winning a whole lot of sense. Of well, it. I, I mean, Al and I had a for-profit charity in high school, and it went very well. You mean just when I went around and for, for charity? charity or for profit? We did charity car washes for profit. So that way we could fund trips to Wet and Wild because we were poor kids. Oh, I see what you're saying. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. We did that car wash. and uh, Statue of limitation should be up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 10% of the proceeds went to the Boy Scouts, and the other 90% went to funding our trip to Wet and Wild. There you go. It oh, actually see, funded, that's nice. It funded a lot of people's trip to Wet and Wild, actually. Wow. And yeah. the Boy Scouts. Let's be honest the here. The Boy Scouts made some cash on that. Like, it was a win-win. I assure win, you right now, win. we made way more money than the Boy Scouts would have at the car wash, too. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, we had girls and bikinis. That helps. Continuing. Which is not something the Boy Scouts have. No. No. If, I mean, I don't know. Uh, all right. So uh, let's get a little uh, darker let here. Let that one go. Speaking of evil organizations. Oh, and girls in bikinis. Oh. Oh. What? Now you made the awkward, uncomfortable segue. Um, You're welcome. Oh. Okay. So this one's just gross. <laughs> All right, so there's this actress named Allison Mack, and she is from a show that you should have watched called Smallville. Very good show, and she was awesome on it. She was. She played a character. I want to focus on this part first because yeah, I, yeah. I need a little bit of happy here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she played this character named Chloe Sullivan, and Chloe Sullivan was uh, an investigative reporter, I think starting off like the high school newspaper. Uh, but because this was a CW show, even back in the 90s, uh, she also was investigating major corporate malfeasance. Um and so she It's a was, good word. Thank you. Is it Maleficence? No, it's definitely Malfeasance. Okay. I think that was a Disney villain. Uh, Maleficent. Now, Maleficent may have been guilty of Malfeasance, but that's <laughs> that's a different thing. Um, so and she was this young, intelligent, just go get them kind of girl. And she was like, she was a, she was a legit female character that, you know, like, if your daughter was like, I want to be like Chloe, yeah. you'd be like, awesome, go be like Chloe. But if she said, I want to be like Allison Mack, you would say, no, 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 that's a hard <laughs> no. So here's what Allison did. She may have been, she was, the second in command at a secret sex slave cult. Mm. Um, the guy in charge was a guy named Keith Rainier, who, for the record, in the not in this picture that we have up here, Although also in that one too, but the one, the main one you'll see in the stories, uh, the, in the news stories that you're floating around about this, looks exactly like the leader of a sex slave cult. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you met this guy and you were like, I wonder what he does, your first thought would be, I bet he runs a secret sex slave cult. I think I even wrote that in my notes. Like, dude looks like someone who has a cult. Right. <laughs> like, you don't, like, I don't know if, I mean, like, I don't know him and, him and like Koresh shot from the same like line of clothing. I don't know who supplies clothing to sex life cult leaders, but they both definitely were on that mailing list. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, uh, somehow this really weird, creepy guy convinced a bunch of women to join his cult, during which he referred to them as slaves in front of them. Um, like it wasn't like he just like joked around, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. No, no, no. He he called them all slaves, 
uh, had them do embarrassing, horrible, menial tasks, wander around in bikinis. Uh, that there was a lot of sex involved, and then just to just to add that extra layer of super creepiness, uh, they branded them. Uh, and the symbol they branded them with was a combination of Keith Renair and Allison Max initials, and something that I literally did that same kind of design in middle school, where you tried to take your name and write it as a cool little symbol. Uh, and it's exactly what it looks like. It looks like mm. something you'd find scrawled in the bottom corner of some seventh graders. That's a dis- that's disrespectful to seventh graders. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it's just, oh, Allison. Oh, how? Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm scratching my head on. It's like how and and why? well. So he had people. I can see him but donating. <laughs> like he had people donating tens of thousands of dollars millions. at millions of dollars there was in one total. Chick donated 120 million. Like at a time, the Seagrams, one of the Seagrams oh, era. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And so they had people donating all of this money, and so when they were when they were found, they were living in this like quote lap of luxury, you know, in this luxury that he paid like what like ten thousand dollars a month for, or like fourteen thousand dollars a month a for or something or a week, week. or I think something. It was like a week, yeah. A week. Yeah, that's right. Ten and grand just a week. like being funded by that. And then the other thing that okay, so not only were these humiliating and disrespectful things that, you know, come across with sex cults, but oh. but he would also rank them. And so only certain women made it into these like luxury apartments and uh, it doesn't say where the rest of them were kept was this like a kimmy schmidt scenario where they were all like under the ground or were they just like kept elsewhere like how do you i mean i i don't even i didn't even take psychology 101 so i can't even begin to to delve into that whole thing but i just think like if like how do you not see this Cults work in mysterious ways. Well, and all the details aren't out. Right. You know? That's but true. The article was cults are, confusing. Cults are dangerous <laughs> because the followers believe in it. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like we had the whole, um, uh, what's the, uh, well, the Scientology one, who, um, is it, uh, Leah Romini has been coming out, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and once she finally es- escaped or, you know, was able to leave the fold, she's, she's telling everyone, you know, anyone that will listen to her story, she's telling her story. Yeah. You know, but how many people do that? Like she's one out of probably a lot in the church of Scientology. And this seems like a much more intimate, smaller cult. So when these guys, when these guys get you, like they have you psychologically, like right, they don't, you don't, you don't want to, they leave. don't prey on the healthy, yeah. well-adjusted, you know, like right. that's not, yeah. they don't, they don't prey on those that have got a really strong support yeah. structure. Uh, Cause those, those typically don't work as well. Oh yeah. You usually don't hear about it. like the, House, seriously, honey. I was confused at your first description of it all. I didn't know if you were starting to talk about the uh, this 2000s sex cult or like an early 2000s rap video. <laughs> what? I lost. It. I lost the joke. Oh, that one crashed and burned. I'm then, sorry. then let's move on because you know, all right. not. Uh, Speaking of burning. Ugh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, There's a stretch there. It wasn't your best. No, it was uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> Is coming to Universal Studios, or sorry, Universal Orlando's Halloween Hornets, also Universal Hollywood and Universal Singapore, which is awesome. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, man, good for them. Uh, Halloween Hornets coming through, and they are turning it all into Hawkins and Neander and the Upside Down. Uh, oh, I'm I, glad you said that first because I was going to say the wibbledy wobbledy, but that's not what it is. No, that's different. That's different. <laughs> um, I just would like to just come out right now and just tell you, no, 
What do you what, 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 know? Not, what? No, what? A chance in hell. Oh, you're not I going. S- you're afraid. No. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm with you there. No, you it sounds cool. I thought you would go. No, you haven't been. Oh, I haven't been to a Halloween Horror Nights in a decade, probably. What about you? I might actually go now. Because they've been recirculating like the same jack-in-the-box and same characters. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. I mean, 15 years now. So here is like a new original Uh, property. 20 plus. 20 20 years. Like since I was at Halloween Horror Nights 3. I've never been. So... I just I can't walk through those scare zones, and I don't like that whole like Jack in the Box scare tactic because mm-hmm. like, where they just Jump like oh, yes. I just I just can't I can't handle it, and then I get like aggressive and and physical. Yeah, that fight or flight response kicks in. Yeah, and and I, I'm guys, I'm no good. That those guys actually get. Uh, I talked to a, a, a buddy of mine who works security for Universal Orlando, yeah. and he tells me that the like the number one thing security ends up dealing with is uh, drunk people and people swinging on the actors. Oh, well, I used to work at Universal doing events and things, and I wouldn't pick up shifts during Halloween Horror Nights. No. Like, big companies would buy it out, and I just I wouldn't pick up shifts. I'd be like, well, looks like I'm eating ramen again. That was one of my uh, greatest high school dreams that was never fulfilled, was being one of the chainsaw guys at Halloween Horror oh, Nights. That, that just nice. jumped out. <laughs> I had an ex that was a uh, rat girl. That'd be good. Halloween. But this is going to be awesome. Cool. I mean, like, they're, this is the most perfect like combination i mean yeah. halloween horror oh, yeah, nights yeah. And it's something new it's, 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 not, it's new yeah. it's not it's not re- and i can't wait because they're gonna be able to redo like i want if i want I, I hope they do every single haunted house themed you know no that's what they said they said that it starts out with being you go through hawkins indiana yeah. and there's mazes that take you through there and then and they say using the word mazes yeah they did say maze yeah yeah which does not make me feel better because like a haunted house is terrifying enough, but you're at least you know like you, you, you follow the you, path and then you get to leave <laughs> and you escape, right? This shit is a maze. You can go yourself. So you know what this potentially gives us though, a Dungeons and Dragons haunted house. Yeah, Ooh. still don't care. you should you don't want to go, but you should care. I do care. Yeah, yeah. Because no, we don't get Dungeons and Dragons real life anything, right? Right. right, right <laughs> like right, right. nothing. No, no. It's your well, yeah. It's supposed to so it starts out. You go through Hawkins, Indiana, and then yeah. it turns into the Upside Down. Oh yeah. So mazes through the woods. Yeah, yeah, but I would just like even with a Dungeons and Dragons themed haunted house, I feel like it would just scare me too much, and then I'd hate Dungeons and Dragons, and I'd hate uh, Stranger, Stranger Things, things yeah, and I'd hate sure. like <laughs> I would just have like a visceral response every time something yeah. happens. <laughs> just, um, yeah. My fight the... or flight kicks in when Netflix makes the bum bum sounds. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> And I look forward to what a solid four months of um, Stranger Things billboards along I four. Yeah. Oh yep. God! Oh yeah, all of them. Just all, all of them. I'll be tired of it by the time the next uh, Stranger Three, Stranger Things season three comes along. So, so question I have for you yeah. as I was looking at this: what geek, uh, what geek world would you least want to wake up in? Ooh, that's a good question. Like Terminator? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, it's like I'd imagine, like, I mean, like post Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, like, po- I mean, like, if you wake up and you're like, you're in Hogwarts, you're like, yeah, I'm in Hogwarts. Like the start of Terminator One. Like, I don't think I want to wake up there. Okay, that's the worst one for you. That's a pretty bad one. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that one's no good. I mean, that was the first one that popped to mind. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Oh goodness, the one that I wouldn't want to wake up in. I don't know anything that's like medieval or yeah, westeros seems like a terrible place yeah like as a young woman waking up in westeros you could not feel great about that i would i would not want to do any of that right 
I no thank you. Yeah. So nothing like medieval, nothing dragony. <laughs> nothing dragony. <laughs> nothing dragony, okay. please. Ooh, one of those uh, high school um, anime. <laughs> like like you know the anime that's like about the volleyball team. <laughs> that would be terrible for you. Oh my god! It'd be god awful. It's just yeah. like oh my god! You'd have to wake up back in high school. It's like the I animated version of it's the animated version of all the worst things of CW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Where's the? I would say waking up in the real world of the Matrix. Oh yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Being yeah. stuck on a ship or stuck in Zion or any one of those places. After being in the Matrix. And then waking up to the real world. Yeah, it might be worth it though, because like you know, you got so, to be in the Matrix. Unless you didn't get the Neo thing, you just were like normal Joe Blow. No, no, yeah, normal <laughs> Joe Blow. You woke up, you wake up with a pot to try to shove the thing out your nose. And like, like, like you're playing Overwatch and a little bunny, like a little white. It's like follow the rabbit. And you're like, sure, why not? Like, oh, and you wake up like, oh god, I guess we'll go follow. You. <laughs> why did I follow the rabbit? <laughs> Is this like a Pokemon Go thing? I don't I, know. I don't understand. I see it being more like Cipher. Like I would see more people being like Cipher, waking up and be like, this sucks. Yeah. Put me back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rat out these guys. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't whatever. Care. I don't remember. I'm sick of these people. What about you, Al? Um, yeah, do tell. Anything scary? Like the idea. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I don't do scary. Like I would, I will, I will wake up on a post-apocalyptic nights, nightscape. Like that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's not fine. Like that's not my goal. I'll take Hogwarts things. Um, especially if I can be a Hogwarts professor because they're a lot safer than the kids are. The kids are doomed. Those motherfuckers get attacked every year, but the professors... As long as you're not there. a Defense Against Dark Arts true, professor. Not, <laughs> they're, they're the red shirts. Of the like, yeah. I just... I, I want to go teach, like, like like English Lit at, at Hogwarts. You know, like, just something, like... Banal. The history of magic. Right, just really something... I mean, somebody's going to be teaching these kids shop, right? Anyway, but no, I think the worst for me would be to wake up in anything like like the Upside Down, uh, uh, anything horror, anything scary. How, how about everyday... For you is just a random episode of the Treehouse of Horrors from Simpsons. <laughs> oh wow! God. I would hate it so much. I was gonna that say waking be... up in a Black Mirror episode. Yes, yes. Anything Twilight Zone, anything yeah, Black yeah. Mirror. Oh, I don't like being scared. <laughs> I, I, I like. I, I, I'm okay with it if I could fight it. You know, like if I had to wake up in a dystopian nightmare like Terminator or or Matrix, but then I was I can go fight that and maybe I'll die. Let's be honest. I'll probably I will certainly die <laughs> quickly. Like I'm not. This is not built for combat over here. But uh, I could die fighting, and I think I could wrap my head around that rather than just being chased by something scary until I give up and die, which, again, will at least be quick because endurance also <laughs> not built. I would have to agree with you. I didn't even watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, like, in I. the night. Like, I couldn't. Uh... You can't watch it? Like, there's a difference between, like, watching and being in the middle. I don't want to be a part of it. it. I don't like being scared. I do not enjoy being scared at all. Yeah, I've known out. My, my, my fight or flight response is cur- permanently locked on fight. Like it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I've known Al a long time, and I've lit- I've never known him to watch a single scary movie of any type. Like in in huh. high school, college, we'd go watch a movie, and it wouldn't even be like a scary movie. It'd just be one of those ones that's like, like Scream. Yeah, yeah. Like I watched Scream. This is a true story. <laughs> yeah, is... I watched Scream only because I was at my very first co-ed sleepover. Yep. And I was sitting between a pair of blonde soccer twins. And they were like, let's watch Scream. Oh, I remember And that. they could have been, I mean, it literally did not matter what came out of their mouths. My answer was yes. And I'll be clear, I didn't do anything with either one of these girls, but they were, like, paying attention to me. And they were really pretty, and they were blonde soccer players. And how was I going to say no? So if they'd have been like, hey, let's just take turns punching you in the face, I'd be like, 
okay, that sounds great. Hey, I got this new Faces of Death video. Like, oh, I just, I would <laughs> and so then I tried to sit there and I tried to I tried to man up to get through it, and it was not. Ooh, it didn't go well for me. But I also think scary is objective because I thought Scream was scary. Oh, Scream terrified me. Yeah, I was. I, I think scary is objective. Yeah, just so like... Scream is a scary movie. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It was a West. Craven. It's in the horror genre. West Craven movie, oh, and they no, no, no. are all scary. No, 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 no. I will swing. <laughs> Jen, my wife likes to do. Well, she used to when we were young, when we were first married. She would like to hide and jump out at me and like and scare me. <laughs> I could do that. And I cocked back on her so many times. And I caught. I never hit her, but I kept telling her like sooner or later she'll hit you back. <laughs> she will. I'm, sooner or later, I'm not saying it will go well for me. No. Yeah. But sooner or later, I'm like woman. I'm gonna pop you in the mouth before I realize what's happening. And she does though, because she hits hard. Yes, yes, <laughs> she hits really hard. We know your wife. Oh, <laughs> honey, it's fine. I get hit sometimes. Uh, let's move on to something equally scary: <laughs> lack of genitalia. Very scary. So Very they scary. dropped a bunch of um, Infinity War posters, and uh, uh, there there were um, twenty, twenty-one, I think, twenty-one posters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of them, there are two that really caught everyone's attention. Yep. Mm-hmm. The first, let's talk about Cap first. Let's talk about the easier of the two. Let's talk about that one. So Cap, Captain America, is are, they're all standing in their pose. And you can look up Infinity War posters and yeah. see all of them. Um, they're all like a purplish shoe on them. And it says April 27 in the corner. Um, but Cap is standing in the most awkward, like, <laughs> like awkward position. And he's kind of like... He's twisted in this really – it's designed to show off his ass. He's very much like, look back at it. Like look, he's a, seriously, like, like, it is all ha- in his – Hashtag look back at it. <laughs> exactly. And he, See that out? That's how you use the hashtag. Oh, is that what you do? <laughs> that's how you do it. All right. I'm going to keep practicing, but I don't okay. think it's going to help me. So Cap – but it does, and it looks like – it is very true to comic books in that that's usually the way they draw female characters. Mm-hmm. Twisted at some ridiculous angle like their hips are broken. And they're like twisted most of the way around. I want someone to ask Cap uh, what kind of, of underwear or if he could wear underwear underneath his suit when he took that picture. Like they asked uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I want. I would say, yeah. No, I think all, I'm, all I know is that had to include a lot of uh, uh, body glide. You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> you've got to be chafing. like a. And speaking of chafing, <laughs> oh, uh, this is weird. That was a bad segue. That was horrible. Is that a horrible segue? Horrible. It just makes me uncomfortable now. That's what I was going for in that one. Uh, it's your oh, fault well, for, the, for the, the... Oh, the women in bikinis? Bikini. Uh, on the Spider-Man poster, Spider-Man appears to have lost his penis. <laughs> He's just uh, tucking it. He's, it's tucked like hardcore. So I can well, see the chafing. So, right. Okay. I got yeah. you now. I got so you now. here's the deal, though. Are we sure that that's the case, or is it because this is like a new Stark suit that maybe it's just like compartmentalized or something? I it, it like a, have cup. a penis. It, it doesn't but work that way. That's not how it like yeah, a, You can't like take yeah. it off cup. and put it. Yeah. It looks like he look. It looks like a Ken doll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm referring to now is Tuckgate. Well, the, um, <laughs> yes. there's hashtag Tuckgate. Hashtag Tuckgate. Um, See. There you go. Did I do it right there? There you go. Good for you, buddy. Yay! Well, um, <laughs> you know, there's like nothing real about this photo except for his face. Like they, they, they took a picture. They just like did that thing where they cut him at the neck, you know, in Photoshop <laughs> and they digitally create the whole body. And whoever was creating it might have been a female. Who knows? They just forgot about the rest of them. I, I mean, I'm, my thought is it's because he's a high school student. Um, and, and so they didn't want to like. In this day and age, that would not be too out of line to state. Yeah. Um, or maybe they just somebody somebody would get offended by that. And hey, look, somebody's offended by it not being there. So whatever. Yeah, it's weird. You, you lose um, full. Price. And actually, actually, look at his stomach though. 
like his stomach goes in. He's yeah, it it does. It it looks like he's sucking in because you can see like the bottom of his. You can see the bottom of his rib cage. Right. Yeah. And so this. I, I, I just don't want that. So so I'm. It's about to get weirder here because I um I started to look at the rest of the posters because uh, uh her name is Elizabeth pointed out that Vision is standing in a similar pose to Spider Man, but they did not remove the artificial alien robot's penis. Uh, there's definitely <laughs> not like, it's not like ridiculous, but there's something there, which is weird because it doesn't feel like he would need one, right? But this led to, to me starting to think about this because I've been rewatching all of the Marvel movies. Started in phase one, started with Iron Man, been working my way through, and I'm now, mm-hmm. I've completed phase one. Good, good. And um, here's what I realized. The MCU exploits men. Hear me out. You've got multiple men in really weird and provocative poses <laughs> throughout the poster, back on. right? Uh, and then as I'm watching the Marvel movies, and I'm thinking through it, every single like beefy male ends up without their shirt on at some point. Cap, Thor, uh, uh, Star Lord end up with not just shirts off, Hulk, uh, but shirts off. Hulk. Hulk, but like they all end up Tony with shirts are shirts off. And like really low cut uh, uh, pants to the point where like there's this muscle that I've never had that like right there, like right down at the mm-hmm. pelvic of uh, the pelvis. And like you can see like every Thor movie, he's obligated to be shirtless at some point. Yep. And then I started looking at the female characters. And I started thinking through the female characters in the movies. And while they are in skin tight stuff, everybody in these, in these movies is in skin tight everything. Uh, there's never once like an ass Where the shot. women are shirtless? <laughs> no, or even like the back, you know, they do the thing where it's like her bare back is facing, you know what I mean? Like, they never, like, re- there's, there's there's no sex scenes in Marvel movies. There's no cleavage. There's barely, there's, there is some. Where? There is some. Gamora? Black yeah. Widow? No, she's always wearing, like, full early, or Early Black Widow got she the zipper thing going bit, on. A little bit, a little bit, but it's usually just painted on her. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're, like, you know, that they're, like, modest here. You know, I guess they're comparatively modest. But they sexually exploit the men more than the women. Now, can I get a me three? <laughs> Hashtag me three. Okay. No, no. If there's one thing we ever needed to edit out of our show, uh, it was probably that right there. Let's start the movement right here. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. You are on your own. You've never been more on your own. Al, Al has said it in this episode. It's the first time in history that anyone has said that the geek culture men are being exploited in any fashion. <laughs> So, well, it's about time. So yeah. maybe, oh, no, I'm not, oh, yeah, there we go. It's about time. So maybe Thor takes his shirt off because he's an alien, and maybe he just isn't used to human culture. Sure. Right? Okay, so maybe that explains why Thor takes off his shirt, and he's like puny humans. Gamora, where are you at? <laughs> just yeah. saying. Yeah, they do, like, Nebula. 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 I mean, they're yeah. not, there's just, there's, and I think it's really interesting here because I, I mean, look, they're about making money, right? And not the heroes. They're here. They're about saving the world. <laughs> but Marvel, Disney, all these people, they're about making money here. That's a different kind of movie. Um, <laughs> and I think what they did was they're like, okay, so we've got a bunch of superhero movies. So the dudes are going to show up. How do we make sure the women will show up? Well, let's just take the shirts off all the big, sexy men. And that, it that plan. It, it works. I'm not objecting. I think it's about time. You know, yeah, like, let's, right. let's objectify everyone or objectify yeah. no one. You know, like that's that. Black Panther. Yes. Yeah, he takes his shirt off. He's almost well, he's got like a loincloth and that's about it. Right. Uh Tony Stark. 
Michael Cody B. Jordan takes Iron off his Man shirt too. One, he's shirtless, and all you see you get the, the arc reactor thing going on here. Oh, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. pretty fit in yeah, Iron yeah. Man one and two. Already, yeah. Well, Robert Downey Jr. is not an ugly man. Yeah, and they got like the contouring, like yeah, yeah. paints yeah, and the, things. The yeah, yeah. And the yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's all photoshopped. Hell yeah, Star real. Wars is doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if Han takes his shirt off, you know that you know. I bet you he'll be shirtless. I guarantee you. I will bet money right it, now. It's a coincidence now. If Han takes his shirt off, it's a movement. That's a movement. Yeah. So, how do you then identify and define exploiting? Right? Because are you saying that the men in the Marvel movies are exploited because their shirts are off for profit, for for Marvel's profit, and for Disney's profit? Or are you saying that they're honestly objectified in the way that women are objectified? I'm hesitant to say that they're objectified in the way that women are objectified. I think that when you have, and I know this is where Dan and Liz are not here, so let's just go ahead and clear it right now. Normally, both of them would make fun of me a whole bunch starting right about now. So let's just go ahead and get that part out of the way and continue on. Um, (laughs) I got your back, Liz. when When you have nudity or sex that is not essential or not a part of the story not necessary for the story to continue okay um, like thor the first thor i watched the first thor movie uh as part of the first season here and there's this scene where he takes off his shirt and he's getting dressed and they just like they like the girls ogle him for a while and he's like kind of confused in the first captain america movie when he first, when he finally takes the serum and he becomes cap and he comes out one of the first things that happens is agent carter goes up and she stares at his pecs and she touches it for just a second. Like 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 it's titillating. Like she's just oh, like it's like that kind of stuff. Like you've got technically speaking, yes, this was supposed to demonstrate his whatever, but you could lift that scene out of the movie and the movie is the exact same thing. That's not necessary for the furtherment of the plot. Now I could give you a thousand examples of when they did this to women in movies all over the place. Uh, but in this particular instance, I think it's it's interesting and noteworthy. Because it is now because it's focused on men in a way that we're not used to seeing. I mean, just just look at Wonder Woman's outfit. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know if, I mean, I guess being the only woman here, <laughs> I don't know if I would I would equate it to being objectified, right? Because you've got the whole like secrecy of the nipple when it comes to women, right? So you see a little bit of cleavage, you see a little side boob or whatever, and you're like, oh my goodness, boob. But like men can have, you know, they can be naked from the waist up and it's not even, it's it's not even worse than you would see walking around your your neighborhood in the summertime with people washing their cars. Okay, but that's the same argument that says a woman in her bra and panties is no different than a woman in a, ba- in a, in a bikini. And uh, there's a difference. That's there. a slippery slope we're not going to go down. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, you could look at it this way. If a it's, woman it's all were about doing the, the same scene, if the woman were doing the same exact scene, like Thor, shirt off for no reason, if it was one of the female characters or if it was a, you know, a female as guardian doing the same exact thing, would women be up in arms saying, well, you know, here, no, because it's standard issue. Hang, I've got yeah. a Marvel. Well, yes, nowadays. I've would, got a Marvel example for you. All right. We'll keep it in context. How many times have we seen Jessica Jones put her pants on? Ah. Now that's a good call. That is a very good call. <laughs> as many times we've seen but, Luke Cage shirtless, but no, no, actually, but here, but the difference <laughs> here is with Jessica Jones. Yeah, it is usually not sexual. It is, I guess, sexual in the fact that you're watching her put on. Yeah, yeah. You'll put on a pair of pants, but there, but the way that they're doing it in that series has there's a there's a part of a story. There's a part of her character. There's a part of her 
her dealing with her her the, alcohol her alcoholism and dealing yeah with the sloppiness dealing. and the there right. wasn't really anything sexy about it it was just uh, there like were, no, there I'm, were some sex scenes yeah, yeah other than sure. like yeah. she might have just slept with some dude the night before right you know? she had to roll out of bed put her pants on and and go out the door but even know? her having sex with a random man is a part of her character's yeah. story arc right and it's right. done so, with an intention so you couldn't take out that piece of right. Jessica Jones like you couldn't take out that piece of Jessica Jones and still have built. The, the same character. It would not have, right. now, you oh, it, it wouldn't have been as you effective. easily could, but I mean, just like the putting on the of the pants stuff. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That just stuck out to me because it's like this is like the seventh, eighth, ninth times I've seen her put her pants on this season. Like, right. No, it's just did, and they did go a little yeah. gratuitous with it. You're right. Uh, I'm I'm looking at MCU though. I'm looking at the MCU specifically because there's there's a whole bunch of stuff when you get to Marvel, Netflix, you get to MCU has been very generous to women. I would say. You know, yeah. in, this, in this respect, it, it took them a minute. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, but yeah. They started to do. They started to do pretty well, and you have a lot of badass female characters throughout mm-hmm. the MCU. Um, I mean, they DC definitely beat them to the female lead with Wonder Woman, but um, I, yeah, I mean, you you got Black Widow, who's done more. I think more 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 Marvel movies than Tony Stark at this point, and and has just been a really interesting character and has developed in a really interesting yeah. way. Uh, and you've got characters like Gamora, and you've got characters. Like even um, the Wasp and yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I think Lady Sif in uh, the Thor movies has been yep. another really interesting character who's been fully clothed the whole time, never seen an ounce of cleavage out of her, and she's just a badass warrior. Uh, and I think that's awesome. And I don't really have a trouble. I don't have a problem with the. I want to be really clear. I don't have a problem with Tuckgate. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a problem with them. I mean, look, if I had a body like uh, like Chris Helmsworth, I would never put on a goddamn pair of shirt, a pair of pants or shirt. I'd walk around in boxer briefs just all the damn time. <laughs> and yes, agreed. I would tuck because I'm not trying to be rude. Uh, there, I couldn't help but notice a Freudian slip that you need a pair of shirts <laughs> <laughs> at this particular juncture. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to cover. Uh, sometimes hairs on fat, but I'm working on it. Let's move on. More to love. More to love. Speaking about more to love. Ooh, nice better? better? Better. Okay. Much right. better. I'm working on it. Uh, Lord of the Rings. So we talked before about how Bezos wanted his own Game of Thrones. And uh, Bezos, by the way, I'm sorry. Bezos being the guy in charge of Amazon. Yeah, he's just trying to be Elon at this point. Right. You uh, need to think of an evil villain name well, for him. No, I think is, is Bezos nice? Jeff Bezos is Justin Hammer. Iron Man yeah, 2. Yeah. Yeah. Elon oh, is Tony Stark. I've always agreed with you. He doesn't need a super villain bad guy name. He's just like. I don't know. Well, maybe he's not. The point is, he got the rights to Lord of the Rings and turned it into a television series. Kind it, of. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, well, an Amazon series. Uh, it is going to run. It's going to cost on, on in total something around a billion dollars. With a B, everyone. A, a B. Got to be clear about that. With a B. With a B. Oh my goodness. And, and a lot of zeros. And will run a minimum of five seasons. Oh my goodness! Jeez. They are promised to run five seasons. I hope it's like a British show where it's only like thirteen episodes or something per season. I think eight. it sounds like a. <laughs> eight. I think it sounds like a lot because they're they're sort of front loading the money, right? Like it's going to cost a billion dollars for five seasons, but Game of Thrones, I guarantee. I was thinking about that. I guarantee they put over a billion dollars into Game of Thrones up to this point, right? Fun did, fact. Yes. Did you drop? Did you break Ooh. it down? I broke it down. Awesome. Ooh. Thank you. I'll bring in the facts. This is what happens when Al actually takes notes. Uh, so. Putting this in context here, mm-hmm. $150 million per season for Lord of the Rings. So let's assume on the high end per episode, $15 million. Instead of a 10-episode series, which would be in keeping with what you see from a lot of these types of shows. Yeah. Um, 
So Game of Thrones does an average of around 10 million an episode. Okay. Uh, but the last six, these last six that are about to drop here, are supposed to run at least 15 million a piece, if not considerably more. So they're not really spending a whole lot more here than, than Game of Thrones is. I think my bigger concern, we're spending a billion dollars. That's, that's, I'm like, go clean the ocean or like... Go fix everything. Feed a hungry country or I, just it, like clean up all the straws, like the plastic straws from the turtles' noses. Just like <laughs> get it together. It does, it does feel like perhaps we are not... We're allocating our resources. You're saying that modern America does not have our priorities in its exact uh, order? Yeah. You shut up, like, my five seasons of Lord of the Rings. How dare you. Uh, you, you, know, you know what, Emily? You take to Twitter and tell everyone that you're taking away their Game of Thrones. Like, I know Game of Thrones is already filmed for next season, but it's not being released because all that money is being funneled into, like, environmental protection and things. Turtle straw, oh, I, nasal, I, I don't nasal. have a Twitter. <laughs> it's like, what's this I Twitter actually, thing? I actually, I would say that they could not make Lord of the Rings, five seasons of Lord of the Rings, and take that billion dollars and go do something else with it. I think I'd be okay. I'm actually not certain that I want five seasons of Lord of the Rings. I'm not certain I want one season of this Lord of the Rings. Well, who is it going to follow? I mean, we don't know anything about this yet. It, it, well, it we could know, be awesome. Uh, I mean, we know bits and pieces about it, right? Like, we like know... that they couldn't get the 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 important characters, right? Like they got a couple, but not. No, no, they got them. It just. They actually got permission to use to use stuff from the movies, from the which, movies, which they, may include the actors. It may. could theoretically, but they didn't now, get the book rights. From what I was reading, it looked like they got the movie. Oh rights, no, no, they got they, the, they already got the book rights. They now also have the movie rights. Okay, I might or they got that. permission to use stuff from the movies. Should, they don't have movie yeah. rights. They have permission. They got the book movie. That's what they originally paid for. And okay. what's his face? Right, he um, he might be Jackson. involved. Yep. So Peter director Jackson. Peter Jackson is rumored to be preparing to start conversations. Yeah. Well, I mean. Okay. So, I, it means that nobody's committed to a damn thing just yet. Mm. Uh, well, he knows how much money they're up fronting, so, you know. Yeah. It's like, he, my he, check clears, yeah. we'll come talk. But here's the thing. <laughs> yes, Peter Jackson did The Lord of the Rings, but he also did The Hobbit Trilogy. But what else did that article say about that? Nothing. Different producers. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, man. Like, I just want I it agree. to be like a big joke on everyone, and it's just five seasons of The Silmarillion, which I don't know <laughs> if anyone is familiar with The Silmarillion, but it's like all the backstory on how Middle Earth in general was created. Even better, it's just a day in the life of the Shire. It's just, <laughs> it's wow. just like 11 Z's and second <laughs> breakfast, and that's all it is. I'd watch that. I, it's, it's a Hobbit cooking show. I would absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, bet, I, would... I bet Hobbits taste delicious. Good <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to see here. I'm assuming. Here's what here's the, Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings justice. He did not cover everything. Granted, Tom Bombadil missing still makes my heart a little sad. But. Would you consider Peter Jackson being Michael Bay that could do a story? No, because I don't even like that much of a comparison to to, no. to no? Michael Bay. He's got, the, he's got the visuals like Michael Bay. Michael Bay could do visuals. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of directors like Zack Snyder. Though. Yeah, well, Zack Snyder, exactly. Yeah, great visuals, garbage story. Yeah, but Michael Bay is more boob explosions and less like beautiful elf world. Battle of Helm's Deep was Peter Jackson. Exactly, that's right, what I'm right. saying. Just no, no, nothing no. but like just battle porn. 
Yeah. Hey, Legolas surfing across orc face on a shield. Come on, that's 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 art. Battle porn. Not battle porn. Art. <laughs> that's not fucking art. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's. The difference is, is the problem with that comparison at the at the offset is just that the the uh, Lord of the Rings is just inherently such a better story oh, yeah, than yeah. all the oh, Transformers stuff that's been put I, out so far. I agree. Far. Yeah. I agree. He yeah. had better material to work with yeah. to start with. It was already at a, at a higher level, but I just don't know. He can I, do the visuals. Yeah. He can't. No, and it looks great. And if he's got a billion dollars across five seasons, then yeah. I mean, imagine. I mean, I'm not saying that it can't be done. It absolutely mm-hmm. can be. I just does he have the material to work with though? That's the, the story. I mean, look, look, J.R.R. Tolkien wrote a lot about Middle Earth. Just um, so much about Middle Earth. Silmarillion is just the tip of that iceberg. <laughs> you know, like it goes down way deeper. And I mean, I look, I read, I read Lord of the Rings for the first time, and, and, and the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in middle school, and I have never managed to get through the Silmarillion. And it's been a long time hmm. since I graduated from middle school. It's a beast. And it's, I, it's I, a I was beast. This, this is your geek. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I enjoyed like reading the Silmarillion. I I enjoy a good like pre-story. Like I enjoy the like the backstory. Like yeah. the first Harry Potter was my favorite. Yeah. Don't skip nine. The whole nine. Right. So. I enjoyed the Silmarillion because I was like, oh, so that's where that mountain range came from. And, and oh, this is how this creature, like, evolved from a from a little thing. And, and oh, this is the Jesus figure. Like, I got it. I'm but, good. But do you enjoy that knowing the main story, like Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and all that? That's the main story. And then you read the essentially, like, the prequel? No. The backstory? I... Or did you do it the other way around? Well, I, I, I like, originally I started with Lord of the Rings and then I moved on to The Hobbit. And then, and then I read the Silmarillion, but like just in my personal life, I'm really nosy. Like, I don't want to tell anyone your business, but I want to know about your business. <laughs> so like, so the Silmarillion was great because I got to know everybody's business yeah. and I got, and, and now I can say like, oh, I read the Silmarillion and like, I, I know it's not fantasy, up. but I feel obligated to tell you that <laughs> you should go look into Dan Carlin and get all the origin story you could ever need. Awesome. I awesome. Like or, origin, origin story, story porn. Yes. But like real. So <laughs> did you no did, so you watch you watch the Hobbit trilogy? I actually did not watch this Hobbit trilogy. See now that he, he included a bunch of stuff from the Cimmerillion in the Hobbit trilogy. That's how he got three books, three movies out of that book. I just I didn't want to first of all dedicate my time to three to like a, a movie that was perfectly done as a cartoon, first of all. It was a really good it yeah. was a really great cartoon. It was, it was pretty decent. Um, and I really enjoy Benedict Cumberbatch, but I didn't, I don't know how I feel about him as like an Andy Sakis type of character, right? Like, like a, like a pretending to be a dragon and like kind of taking on that. Like, I just didn't know how I felt about the whole thing. And so, and I don't, you know, oh, he was smog, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Smog. And he did a pretty good job. I mean, that's what I hear. He wasn't the problem. Well, when you got circus is like kind of a. The baseline for mm-hmm. motion capture. Yeah, it's but I hard just... to get up that Well, level. I don't think I don't know that that was mo- motion capture because, or you know what I mean. Yeah, it was that was just CGI. Yeah, like yeah. that's a. But yeah, but I just I I couldn't justify watching three movies about one book that 
was also going to include all of this other garbage that they didn't right. need to enhance the story at all. It yeah. it felt like a really filler, a lot of filler in it. Well, it the it felt like a really obvious love story. Yeah, it felt like a really obvious money grab to me, and that's not what Tolkien, first of all, was about. He mm. he he would have just rolled over in his grave, which. You know, maybe I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know what happens. <laughs> Neither do I. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think anybody's checked. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So it just felt like a complete and total obvious money grab. And I may sit down and watch it later, but um, it wasn't something I was going to spend my money on. All right. So there you go. There you have it, folks. Do do what you want. There. Hot take. Uh, hot take. Ooh, I think. Oh, do we cover them all? That was all of them. Hey, yeah, we did it. Okay. Look at that. Uh, that can, oh, we can't do Liz's mom. Oh. Actually, I was looking forward to it. I was, I mean, I was looking forward to it. I the last one was pretty Actually, hang on. I think I may have one uh, here anyway, because I want to make sure that we honor Liz's mom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I actually have, I have a Facebook friend and a devoted listener, a uh, guy by the name of uh, John, who posts terrible Hi, John. puns all the time. So <laughs> I'm going to just share one of his and her stead. John Brian. pun John. Oh, because I just sent Liz a text message. Can we do your mom? So, um, <laughs> can we call him Johnny Pun or Punny John? I just texted my girlfriend Ruth and told her it's all over between us. I'm ruthless. Uh... There. <laughs> there. Liz's mom, please send us good puns because yeah, yeah. Al is god. Oh, yeah, just that wasn't Al, John. Punny John. She just, they're all, he, like daily he posts this thing. Mm. And I read them, and I just <laughs> damn it, John. What? Damn uh, it, John. But we did it there. I did a pun because we we still got to honor Liz's mom, even if we can't do her. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the effort. Thank uh, you. Uh, let's do some shameless plugs. Ivan, you got anything you want to shamelessly plug? Actually, I do. I yeah. do. I'd like to shamelessly plug uh, one of my new favorite podcasts, uh, the Wrench Every For Day. For sake. Oh. <laughs> my second favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, Wrench Every Day podcast. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, it's with uh, Buddy Tavarish and uh, Mr. Andrew Howell, who's actually going to be on the show here, That's hopefully right. in the we got him. We got him down in the coming sometime weeks. soon. Yep. So uh, for you car guys out there, uh, it's a great podcast to listen to. Um, follow him on YouTube. You can follow him on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check him out. Cool deal. Uh, Technical director Eli. You know, um, I've got one this week. Um, there's a newer cartoon out on Netflix. It's the Boss Baby, the cartoon. What? <laughs> it's pretty freaking. Awesome. Well, the movie was awesome. So. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Way yeah. to out dad me, man. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> No, listen, cartoons in general are awesome. I'm just I'm so jealous of my kids because, you know, late eighties, early nineties cartoons just weren't near as good as they, they are were now. Just thinly like, veiled like we had, for toys. Well we had like Ninja Turtles and Batman, like legit. Yeah, but right, right. two. Yeah. My, my, Darkwing Ducks and Talisman, you get some weak ones, but like my kids literally have dozens and dozens Whoa. of super high quality. Whoa. You stop that right what, what? there. I can't move. Did you I just can't move call Tailspin weak? No, I said there was Tailspin and duck, DuckTales and other decent good ones. Okay. But I mean, like, my kids have... Okay. All right. I don't know how many. It's countless. I thought you were about to... I can scroll for, like, five minutes straight on the Amazon. Or, or the Netflix, rather. <laughs> Both. <laughs> we have Amazon Prime as well. Bezos is doing his thing. I'm just saying. And it's, it's like, it never repeats the same show. I'm like, how many kids shows wow. are there? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, the, yeah. and they're and good. They learn stuff. Oh, they're all educational. Yeah. Although Which there's nothing, awesome. I mean, there's nothing we had growing up that touches yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Just nothing. No, no. Oh God, no, no. Just, jeez. Mm. Or Clone Wars. Oh, Clone Come Wars. Rebels. Rebels. Which <laughs> I've gone back to start Clone Wars all over, so I can watch. Send it. 
I never watched it in its entirety, like from episode one through. So I'm starting that over and watching it all the way through, and then I'll hit Rebels all the way through as well. Oh. So mm. good. Mm-hmm. I need to, it's yeah. a solid plan. Clone oh, yeah. Wars was good. good Rebels was just. Rebels. Oh. I still haven't finished season four of Rebels. I don't know why you're sitting here. I know. Uh, Emily, what have you got? Yeah. Uh, so uh, my shirt tonight is from a company called Out of Print, and it says books turn muggles into wizards. And the company oh, Out of Print, uh, they sell a bunch of uh, like coffee mugs and T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and for every product that they sell, they donate a book to a community in need. Uh, so Out of Print is the name of the company. You can just Google them and uh, go go give a kid a book. Googling. Yay. Out of Print, we'll put it in show notes. Sure. sure. Do, do post, we have... we'll just post that stuff to Facebook and Twitter. Keep yeah, man. We'll do that. Yeah. We support. We like that. We're all about that. Cool. Uh, I've got two for you. First, I want to plug uh, the – so you guys, we've had JLMO, the author, on our show yeah. before. Yep. Her fifth book in the McShane series dropped, The Lonesome Lighthouse. So this is the McShane murder mystery series. They're like they're little five chapter like novellas, mm-hmm. basically, and uh, about uh, uh, McShane and she's a private eye and she's the thing and all the things that happened to her. Uh, and it's a great series. And book five dropped, and book five I think is her best one yet. Hmm. Um, Very good. So check that out. It's like ninety nine cents on Amazon. Um, like each of the books is like I think maybe three ninety nine. It's like a couple bucks. A, cu- a couple bucks. Uh, it's a great way to support a local author, and her books are really good. They're so good stuff. Check them out. Yeah, I like them. Right. So that one dropped. Uh, also have to give a shout, dude. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to to Westworld. <laughs> so Westworld, the, awesome. the 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 senior writer, producer guy, whatever else, uh, in an effort to combat um, uh, uh, spoilers, because last season a bunch of people figured out the the twists and turns or whatever. Um, he said that he would. He posted on Reddit, if we got a thousand upvotes, he would drop a uh, a video. They would drop a video. Containing all of the spoilers and twists and turns for season two, and um, in exchange for keeping some of the biggest secrets back, and then just like Game of Thrones, you know, like the Game of Thrones readers, people who had read the books didn't tell people what was going to happen. Nobody, nobody read the books, told anyone about the Red Wedding. I guess I'm sure some assholes did, but <laughs> they wanted you. You go, you watch the Red Wedding for yourself. I'm not telling you what happens, you know, all that stuff. So I thought they do the same thing. And we read this, and we were talking about here on the show, we've been looking at doing a whole bunch of new content, and one of the things we actually talked about was doing a Westworld episode breakdown on all our aims on Thrones. And we were like, what do we do if he spoils, if they spoil it all? So we got a thousand upvotes. The video was the most incredible Rickroll ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it starts out very real for the first minute and a half, and it's a voiceover of the actual actor's talking about whatever else and then it goes to the music and you know one of the things with with Westworld is they'll they'll do modern songs on the old timey yeah. you know old west pianos yeah and so this woman stands there playing or sits there playing uh uh, uh Rick Astley's never going to give never going to give you up and then the actress stands there and sings it slowly and beautifully painfully just, like just, ah. Ha, and it's a 23-minute video. So after they do this and they do this, the last, I think, like 17 minutes is a black-and-white video of a dog sitting in front of a piano. <laughs> that, that's the best. Well, that's that for the win. Beautiful. That's good. That's amazing. Because I was like, maybe they wrote Like, his announcement looked sounded real. Like, it sounded it kind legit. of sound logical. We're going to spoil it before anybody else does. Right. You and know? if you want like, to oh, see it, sense. you can see it. And I was like, well, what are we going to do? I uh, can't beat a good Rick roll. 
No. Just innocent fun. Just beautiful, beautifully <laughs> done ritual. Uh, I love that they made it a full 25 minutes, too, because like, it had like, just so good. So anyway, that's what I got. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. We all good? Everybody set? Yeah. 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 yeah folks, uh, folks, if you want to help us out, if you want to support us, here's a couple things you can do. Uh, iTunes would be absolutely fantastic. If you would give us a five-star review on iTunes, heck, a four-star review on iTunes. We'll take it. Um, you know, give us a review on iTunes. That would be so, so helpful. You can also support us on Patreon. That's if you want to help us continue to do what we're doing. We've got a lot of things that we're about to attempt, mm -hmm. and they all cost money that we don't have. So uh, supporting us on our Patreon <laughs> would be a great way to uh, show some love for some local guys doing their thing. You can also, of course, find us on Facebook and YouTube. We're actually going to start rolling out a bunch of new YouTube videos, um, something other than just the full episode, dropping on clips and things like that. So uh, all of that stuff is going on. So you'll find us on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon. I mean, just just we're all over the place. And, of course, for geeksake.org. Yeah, we're trying to be. We're trying to be. We're working on it. We're working on it. So we want to say once again thank you guys for hanging out. I want to give a big, big thank you to Emily for running the board for us. And we have Sir Ivan coming in to hang out, keeping us company. Thanks uh, for having us. Absolutely, yeah, thank you. Guys, absolutely. Yeah, glad to be back. Until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, cake makes me explode. <laughs>